<laughs> Sing it to him, Muddy. <laughs> That's a hard place to be in. Get up out that muddy water. I ain't know. Alright. When you up in that muddy water, fight longer, fight harder, get stronger, never give up. When you up in that muddy water, I Been up in that muddy water I'm sorry, I'm standing on solid shore And I don't want to go back in that muddy water I ain't going back on that muddy water Okay, okay, I told him wake up, wake up It's the first of the month I got up, I got my hustle on the time to stack up Like Pringles and Legos and Jingles And yeah, I play with bricks Stack them up like in the block Take you back to old six When it do move plenty weight Holla at young he could get a full play Known by every hood, man, woman in your area Always on point so you can enjoy the best of it Then I'm on the move, old Atlanta 7 Mike Vick When I was in the whip, I... Yeah, 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 we're going to puff the brakes right there I know everybody can relate to having to deal with the muddy water Or trials and tribulations in their life somewhere, somehow We all got that Welcome to the show. This is your host, Lamont Patterson, a.k.a. The Licks of Love, not to be confused with Love Tonic. And I'm joined with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Matthew Anderson, the best of the best of the best. Welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> That's always a good introduction. <laughs> hey, it's good to hear your voice, man. Good to hear oh, you. Good to be heard. You doing good? Good to be heard. That means that we are live and we are kicking it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And that, you know, that's a, we, that is truly a blessing. Yeah. Are you doing good now? You doing good? Yeah, man. I had. <laughs> I have to tell you about this one later on, man, because it's gonna take a little bit of time. But uh, I had to have a whole nother um, uh, root canal, man. It's crazy. Oh no! They did, oh no! They did the they did the wrong tooth, so that's a show oh, in no. itself. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Well, so now you own the dentist office, I guess. I got a number you can call, man. Take care. <laughs> hey, well, um, we need to do a show called One Eight Hundred. We're gonna sue you. <laughs> oh my God. That's I, that's that's terrible. That is terrible. I don't know why I'm laughing. That is terrible. I feel for you. I really do. That's terrible. Oh man. Yeah, we'll have to do it. So we we got a good guest tonight. It should be a very interesting conversation we're gonna well, have. Well, maybe he can give me some 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 ways to deal with this pain without dealing with these pharmaceuticals. But anyway, Matthew, go ahead and introduce our guest. So we have Chris Young. Chris, are you here with us? I am, and I have something Hi, for that Chris. root canal. Oh, good. It's called clove. C L O V. Some clove oil. Yeah, that works. That pain, clove. Brother. Clove oil. Clove oil. Okay, yeah, that's well, good stuff. Well, Smells we're good. Get some, well, we're going to get some clove today. <laughs> Chris, thank you for being with us. Um, I'm going to introduce you. Give our listeners a little bit of information about you, and then. Lamont and I are going to ask you a whole bunch of questions, but let me just tell our listeners a little bit about you, um, and then we'll get right into it. Today, we have Chris Young, 
who is the founder of the Ayahuasca Church of Mother Earth in that's now in Orlando, right in the Orlando area. He's also a spiritual guide and a medicine man. And Chris and his wife, Verena, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, mm-hmm. founded Soul, Soul Quest Church of the Mother Earth in September 2013. Their purpose is to protect the practice of North and South American spiritual traditions, spiritual ceremonies, sacred practices, and natural healing ways. At a young age, Chris heard the call to be of service to humanity, and in 1996, he received a certificate in phlebotomy and medical assisting, where he worked in a Jiro psychiatric unit dealing with the study, prevention, and treatment of mental disorders with the elderly. In 97, Chris went back to school to study emergency medicine and received an EMT certificate and began working as an emergency room tech at a local hospital. After several years working in the medical field and seeing the profit-focused side of Western medicine, definitely, Chris decided to move to Germany and spent three years studying alternative medicine. In Europe, Chris gained extensive experience working with sacred plant medicines and their ritualistic ceremonial traditions. Chris discovered his spiritual passion for ayahuasca, after attending countless ayahuasca religious ceremonies, he finally realized his true calling to bring the sacred plant medicine back to his homeland, the United States. And in a visionary state, he was instructed to build an ayahuasca church, teach from the ayahuasca manifesto, and bring the miraculous healing medicine of the spirit of ayahuasca to folks back home. So now we have Chris here who has founded this church and has been doing these these uh, very amazing kinds of teachings and workshops at the Ayahuasca Church of Mother Earth. And, Chris, we're happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. How are you today? Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, yes, we've been around for two years. Actually, today would be our two-year anniversary. Um, we are... We started about a year ago in downtown Orlando in a very small, quaint area called True Serenity. And it Chris, Chris um, we're, we're having, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Okay, one second. Oh, that's Can much you hear better. me now? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was much better. All right. Much better. Anyway, I want to say thank you for the introduction. Um, we, we here at SoulQuest, I've been here in the Orlando area for – Two years. Uh, today would be our second year anniversary um, wow. that we've been here two years. Uh, it was a long road getting here, but we actually made it. Um, a lot of things have had to come to pass. We're still actually struggling to secure our religious right. Um, and why I say that is we're in the process of becoming the third legal ayahuasca church in the United States, applying for something called a DEA exemption. Um, and that process is still in, in, in the, on the way. Now, the United States government um, has a process for anybody that wants to use a controlled substance for their sacrament. The uh, NAC, which is the Native American Church, they had to go through the process so they could use peyote, which mm-hmm. uh, the DEA did not give this to them. They actually distribute. Chris. Yes. Hello? 
got a question. Not actually a question, but maybe a slight, slight suggestion. I know I want you to hold that point, but I'd like to give our listeners a little bit more uh, information and treat us everybody like we're infants because a lot of people don't even know what ayahuasca is. <laughs> All right, well, let's give them an idea of what ayahuasca is. <laughs> yes, how I'm about thinking, that? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Well, ayahuasca. Chris, he's, he's talking about himself there. He's not. He's not talking about anybody else. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Well, I'm the little guy in the back of the class. My hand is up. <laughs> okay. Well, let me explain to your listening crowd what ayahuasca is. Ayahuasca is a very, very powerful plant that's been used for more than ten thousand years in the Amazon as medicine, as a spiritual sacrament, and um, as a way of life for a very, very long time. It's known by different names such as ayahuasca, haska, yahe, and different types of entheogenic names to the uh, different types of tribes around South America. In this medicine, there's two plants. One is called the ayahuasca vine, and the other one is called tracruna. There are scientific names for these, but it gets a little complicated when we get into the scientific names. But uh, the basics of them are the ayahuasca, which is more of a cappy vine, and it holds the more of the spirit of the, the medicine within that vine. Now, in that vine, the chemical that is mainly known is called harmaline. And harmaline is, um, it has a very slow or slow um, hallucinogenic effect, but very minimal. It is the tracruna, which holds uh, the uh, more powerful DMT or ditryptamine in it, dimethyltryptamine, which is the uh, content that is not legal in the United States. And when you mix these two plants together, you create a brew called ayahuasca. And now, see, now see uh, I have to tell my, my, my esteemed colleague, I asked a brilliant question. You always do. You always do ask really good questions. So, I mean, Chris um, Young has educated me a whole lot because I had no idea about the origin, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners didn't know either. But some of us was didn't have wasn't brave enough to ask you that question, Chris. <laughs> I can tell you a little bit more about good how long it's been. Yeah, being yeah, used. very. Yeah, I mean, 10, years. years ago, I mean, many, many thousand years ago, this plant was only used by the shaman himself. He would take the medicine and go into a, um, a more spiritual trance and learn about other different plants within the Amazon. You have to ask yourself, how many plants are in the Amazon? How many vines are in, in the Amazon? How many thousands of leaves are in the Amazon? How was one person able to find this particular vine with that particular leaf, cook it for three days, and then consume it. Um, you, it's a, one of those things, uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? How did this yeah. actually happen? So um, that's where how powerful this medicine is and how it actually got here is through different types of spirits actually talking to the Amazonian people and explaining to them where to actually go and find this particular plant and use it with this Relief and mix them together and cook them. So originally it was only the shaman that used it. And at what point did people, in addition to the shaman, begin to use this? 
Well, um, after many ceremonies of, I think it was about 5,000 years later, they actually started allowing the um, higher people within the Aztec community or the people to use the medicine. And then they saw the healing potential that it was actually causing, not just for the man to learn, but also the healing that I was actually helping with the local people. And so then it started just evolving to where the medicine man was actually using this to actually heal everyone from any type of uh, illness because it works as an antibacterial to any type of addiction such as alcohol or drug abuse. It really helped with different types of modalities of those who were suffering. Amazing. So, in in this this is never used as uh, recreational it's always a part of a yeah. sacred ceremony in the western world <laughs> you'll never ever ever find ayahuasca on a corner of a street with someone trying to sell it as a drug there is no there's nothing fun about puking and shitting and crying and going through emotional stuff <laughs> at all this is not uh, a drug this is not a recreational thing So what, what happens? So what happens then? Generally, generally speaking, when a person in your ceremony takes this drug, um, how long does the experience last, and what sorts of things does a person go through as if they are experiencing the drug's effects on them? The first thing: this is definitely not a drug. It is considered medicine uh, throughout the world. Um, there's some media people would like to call it a drug but itself is mm. a pure medicine. Um, okay. When someone were to consume this medicine, um, the first thing that's going to happen is the body is going to be detoxed. It's going to cleanse out the body. So there's certain um, side effects that can happen. One side effect that can happen is all, it's called purging or vomiting. And this is to clean, clean out the body energetically as well as uh, physically. The other okay. thing that can happen as a side effect is um, diarrhea. It cleans out the, bo- the lower part of the body. So it's a more of a cleansing process through this before everything can really work properly. Okay. Is that like, um, does that go on for hours or what, what exactly happens not, at that point? Not really. Um, depending on how much your body needs cleansing, it takes the medicine takes roughly about an hour to an hour and a half to actually first kick in. And then after the hour and a half kicks in, if the person hasn't not felt the medicine, because we do start people off at a lower dose, we will give them an extra dose. And somewhere between that one and three hour period, they will purge. And after they, then they're able to feel a lot better and then let the medicine do what it needs to do. Okay. So this is somehow connected to Mother Earth, right? Correct. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, ayahuasca, um, as our religious belief as the Church of Mother Earth, if I were to compare Western or the religious beliefs of normal humans versus what we're actually doing, they use a Bible we use the ayahuasca manifesto. They have, they consider their 
savior as Jesus, which is a really good man, we consider our savior as ayahuasca, um, as a female entity. And then we consider our God Pachamama or Earth, and everyone has um, this God that they've never seen or touched or heard of. Never. No physical evidence. To where we believe that our God of Earth, which is our physical evidence, if we were to destroy it, we would no longer live. Um, Our God gives us soil to plant food to grow, air to breathe, water to consume. It gives us everything we need to survive. And that's how we implement our religious belief within the Church of Mother Earth, or Ayahuasca Church of Mother Earth. So what Ayahuasca does for us is she gives us instructions through something called the Ayahuasca Manifesto. And the Ayahuasca Manifesto is really able to lay down everything for us to to be able to um, understand. It, there's a, my role of the expansion of the human consciousness, my purpose with the human beings, about respect of my, ma- my sacred ma- nature, about the ayahuasca churches, my benefits of my use, the people of my world, create awareness of our, your pineal gland. The hallucinations is spectacle. The visions are virtue. The universal guide of conducting an ayahuasca session. About the quality of facilitators or shamans. Preparation and the precaution of diets or dietas. Traffic and management of my sacrament. Social impact and controls of urban society. The Ayahuasca Prevention Project. My planetary mission. I would definitely like to talk a little bit more about Ayahuasca and her planetary mission. And the Ayahuasca would, it goes with the authority vested in me. By the higher enlightenment of hierarchies, I will expand, branch out, transform into multiple culture forms in accordance with the geographical region. I will blend into every culture. I will teach them the way to delight while allowing them to exercise their powerful free will. Mankind then will consciously exchange its rapidly deteriorating world for one with new rules with these, with this new vision of social organization based on love rather than fear. This is my planetary mission to become one of the most powerful tools in the service of all humanity to reach its divine destiny. That's all I'm looking for. My global expansion has begun and there is no turning back. My passive state during many centuries has ended I am now running in physical survival mode. I have created the demand for my medicine, yet the cause of my own uncontrolled extermination. If I don't spread globally, I will face extinction similar to humans. If they do not seek within themselves, they will not be able to evolve into the expanded consciousness that is destined to the human species. We are both together in this cosmic affair. For survival reasons, I must spread globally, while humans must accept my sacred medicine to heal 
their afflicted soul and to be able to achieve its divine destiny. I am the medicine of the humankind, a medicine necessary, not sufficient to collectively begin in the glorious return into the light. Exercise your individual free will to change collective free will. Let's work together to increase our existential vibration to a higher level and rejoice living cosmic existence. It is time to embrace humanity with my healing. Extend beyond Amazon basing, reaching global expansion, spreading through all the soils and tropical climates, growing in every forest, in every sidewalk, in every house garden. Care about me. Harvest me. Spread me around the world. Warriors of light around the world. Help me help you. This is our mission. This is the ayahuasca mission. This is what our church is here for. So that's a pretty massive mission. It is. Can, it, can it, anyone and everyone to... can anyone and everyone partake in this mission? Anyone and everyone can. This is the first um, mission for a church to become an ayahuasca church without a Christian background. There are two other churches in the United States that have mixed Christianity with ayahuasca. Interesting. And these two churches are called Santo Daime and the UDV. The UDV, back in 2006, won a Supreme Court ruling in the United States stating that ayahuasca can be used as a spiritual sacrament. Not only did it win a Supreme Court ruling, it won a Supreme Court appellate ruling. Shortly thereafter, Santo Daime, which is another uh, Christian uh, religious group that uses ayahuasca as a sacrament, went to the district court and won their right to use ayahuasca in district court. Soul Quest Ayahuasca Church in Mother Earth is the third church that is filing this exemption to the DEA. Once we file this, this exemption, the DEA has a choice that either they can give us and grant us this right, or we go to district court and get it anyway. You cannot allow one church in the United States to partake into a medicine and say no to other. That's like telling the yeah. Catholic religion, you, sir, can drink red yeah. wine, but this church over here, they can only drink grape well, juice. You can't I, do I it. Under, it's called religious discrimination. Uh, I, I understand that. That's, that's very logical. I do understand that. Where, where I'm still back at the beginning, and I, I need your help with this, is I'm interested in – you know, there are people out there, including me, and who are saying, you know, this sounds like an interesting thing. What what kind of real benefit am I going to get from, say, putting myself through what sounds initially like an unpleasant process of, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. throwing up and having the, diarrhea the, the, the for pur- a while? The, pur- the purging. Why is this going to be worth it, really, is what I'm saying. Okay. <clears throat> a lot of people that come to us, are coming to us because they are either wanting to wake up or already awake. The other people who are curious, such as yourself, carry around a lot of emotional baggage, not only from this life, but from previous lives. A lot of people who come here fast on a diet, it's called a dieta, so they have no kind of food in their stomach, and they've been on this diet for a couple of days. When they come to us and they consume the medicine, 
they purge. And the first question they asked when they got about a half a bucket full of stuff, they asked me, Chris, where did all that come from? I haven't eaten in two days. Because this is emotional baggage that we've carried around. To release Mm -hmm. that emotional baggage that you probably didn't even know you had, then you feel lighter and you actually don't have this in your system anymore. And a lot of times you have things that you as a child or even in a past life have probably suppressed that you didn't even know. And this medicine will go really, really deep down and to grab a hold of that and bring it up and it will come out as a purge. And not only will it come out energetically as a purge, you yourself in a visionary state will actually see it. Okay. So it helps remove trauma. And it also helps to reconnect oneself of the real higher you, your higher self of a person. Now, now some people have um, almost like, or oh, maybe I'm maybe not almost, but you might call it transformational experiences. This, um, um, I, I'm sure that there are people out there saying, "Well, how is this like LSD?" So I'm interested in well, your response to that. Correct. Um, it's nothing like LSD. <laughs> LSD is a chemical, a man-made chemical. Now, it is a man-made chemical that will actually open a consciousness and, and raise awareness. But the difference between LSD and ayahuasca is ayahuasca is naturally made, and it is like it's, your body accepts it, and you're able mm-hmm. to go through the process a lot more easier versus okay. if you were to take LSD and it, and it goes bad, really bad, you're really bad for the next 8, 9, 10, 12 hours. Yep. Matthew, that's true. Matthew, Matthew didn't want to ask you about mushrooms, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I were to compare, if I were to compare ayahuasca to anything, it would be more psilocybin than I would compare it to LSD for sure. Okay. Well, I'm not an old hand at either one of those, but I am very curious about it. And I I listened to uh, a number of videos. Um, I can't think of his first name. His last name is Hancock, I think. Uh, you you know who I'm talking about? Hancock. I'm sorry. Yes, John Hancock. Not John. Anyway, he's a he's a um I think he's an archaeologist, I'm not sure. But he had a lot to say about the um how ayahuasca some version of that has existed in Graham in, in great religion. Graham, yes, that's it. That's it. That sounds right. That uh, he, he sounded highly intelligent and insightful about this, and that's what got me more interested in it. And that's why I contacted you because I thought his his talks about it uh, on YouTube were some pretty interesting things about uh, not only purging but also increasing a person's uh, compassion. Or also, you you mentioned that uh, there have been situations in which people have been aided in their recovery from addiction in this, I think. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we've um, throughout the years uh, I've been using this medicine, we've come in contact with just about every 
addiction possible, from heroin to alcoholism to using pills to using any type of drug. Um, we normally suggest for people to use, uh, especially if they're really on the alcohol or the heroin or barbiturates, we prefer them to actually go to and use another plant medicine called Iboga first to go through detox before coming to us. But mm. we've had been into situations where people could not go nor afford it and came to us first. Um, I had one gentleman, a young kid, 19 years of age. His mother brought us to um, brought us him to us when she did a ceremony, and him and his girlfriend were both heroin addicts. Matter of fact, they had stopped doing heroin the day before they came to us. And um, after coming to us, he uh, the first day of ceremony, he was in tears because this drug is gotten him and he can't get away from it after two days of ceremony this kid came to me and told me he's like look i've never in my life thought i could be done with this drug and now i feel like i at least have a a chance and i told him i said look if you want to stay away from this drug you're going to have to leave the area that you're in and not go back you're going to have to go somewhere else so him his mother and his girlfriend got on a bus, traveled across the United States to California, stopping in different places, camping, ended up in California at an ashram. And this now guy has been clean from drugs for four years. Well, and now he's going back to the ceremony next weekend to tell his story and going to the Amazon to learn to work with the medicine. Hmm. And that's we. So you just said something was what uh, I want to ask you about. You said going to the Amazon to learn to work with the medicine. What what is that about? There are courses for people who are interested in learning about the medicine. There is a six week ten week course followed by a two to three year training underneath the shaman as an apprentice. Um, the ayahuasca foundation and Iquitos, uh, Peru, host this uh, ceremonial practice um, for persons that are interested in the healing ways of ayahuasca or plant medicine. So you basically go there and live for a while. That's right. Under the uh, tutelage of a, of a shaman who has, uh, as a native um Native shaman of a tribe there? Yes. First, you would go to the Ayahuasca Foundation and learn the basics mm-hmm. course, the crash course, the six week course, the 10 week course. Attend those courses, then you are, it is up to you to find a Fendero in the to apprentice for underneath for the next three to five years. So, did they choose you or do you choose them? You can go and ask if they choose you. Okay. And is there any particular tribe that this is associated with, or is this uh, well, known throughout? Peru. Yeah, this is just known throughout Peru. Not in Peru, there's no particular tribe. In Brazil, there are particular tribes. The Hunikuen tribe, they do different types of training. The Yaniwana tribe, they do particular trainings as well. And where was yours? Mine was in Brazil, in Manaus. 
and I was trained underneath a more of a Santo Daime um, church that was there, and his name was Ronaldo, and he is our teacher and our guide, and um, he's been a, not only a good friend of mine, but a spiritual advisor for a very long time. Is that is, you sent a picture um, with the email? This is, with this is Gaspar. Um, he is a master shaman from uh, from uh, Peru. I will be hosting okay. him second week of June. He's going to be doing an ayahuasca workshop here, teaching about how to sing the plants, teaching how to use Florida water, teaching how to to uh, to actually work with ayahuasca in more of an Amazon way versus uh, the Western cultural way. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be here doing a workshop the second week of June. We are um, feeling up very quick for that uh, retreat. We only have 10 spots left, so it's, it's feeling up very fast. So tell us about a retreat. What happens? If they go from Friday to Sunday? Yes. Um, the the first thing a person has to know about our retreats is we're not open to the public. Everyone has to be a member of our church. To become a member, there is a one-time $150 donation to the church. This is how the church uh, stays open and in running. Um, once they've paid that donation to the church, then they can book a retreat. Our retreats are 350 for the weekend. This comes with two sessions, one on Friday night, one on Saturday night. It comes with free basic accommodation breakfast, lunch, as well as yoga, meditation, as and breath work. It also comes with integration. Check-in time would be on Friday between 3 and 6. After 7, orientation starts. At 8 o'clock, we do the cleansing of opening the ceremony and cleanse everybody. And around 8.30, 9 o'clock, we will consume our sacrament. After consuming our sacrament, People will sit up in a meditative state for the first 30 minutes, and then after 30 minutes, they will lie down. Within the first hour and a half, we will ring a gong, and at that time, if a person does not feel the medicine, they will rise up, and then we will give them the second dose. The first dose on the first night is mainly for you to get used to the medicine to see if there's any side effects that you're not able to handle, and then we're able to give you more. The second night, we do a little bit more for the person because we have a better understanding of who they are and if they can handle the medicine. There was no allergic reaction. There was no major side effects for anybody. So we have a better understanding about that person. So at that night, the second night, they can have more medicine if they wish or they can stay at the same dose and they go with another dose a couple hours later. On Saturday day in the morning, we have a multitude of different types of healing modalities that we do here at the church. Um, Saturday day, there's an option to do a daytime ceremony versus a nighttime ceremony. If a person chooses this, they are not allowed to eat breakfast in the morning. That means they've got a complete empty stomach and the medicine works very efficiently. This being in the daytime versus the nighttime, there are no music being played, and a person is there to be connected more to Mother Earth or Pachamama. And they can see. They can see, because at nighttime, you really can't see. And in the daytime, you can see and hear everything. So it's a very, very powerful ceremony. For those of the people that are not choosing a daytime ceremony, there's other modality, healing modalities that we're using. We use Reiki. So we have a place for people to go and do Reiki in the nature. Mm -hmm. We have acupuncture that we do here. 
We have massage therapists that do massage here. Um, we have people that do breath work as well as yoga and yoga instruction. So these things are going through, on throughout the day for the people who do not choose to do the ayahuasca daytime ceremony. Okay. What does and integration, Sunday, you said there's integration, what's that? Correct. Integration is more of a, it's a, a group talk therapy. Each day after ceremony, we hold uh, a circle, and each person gets to explain how their uh, ceremony went, what came up, what, if they had a very difficult time, or if they had a hard time processing something that happened. This is where we talk about this, and everybody gets to tell their story. And it really helps with the functions of the medicine. Chris, how many times have you um, partake with these meds? Over 285 times. And do you purge every time you consume it? No. No, I'm more sometimes purged because I'm in front of somebody and I got there and it's so I purged because of them, not because I'm drinking the medicine. Why would you do it because of them? Because it's an energetic release. Sometimes a person during the medicine isn't able to purge. And right. the one thing, medicine man or the shaman, if they're within close proximity of that energy, they can they will purge for them. Oh, that's interesting. That don't sound too sexy, Matthew. <laughs> it definitely comes with a job title. Yeah, I can imagine you. I can imagine. So at, at, after a while, Chris, I'm hearing you say, I'm imagining that you're saying that if you go through this process a number of times, the, the need for purging gets less and less because of how you're living or what you're working through. Am I on the right track with that? Yeah. Some people, I mean, believe it or not, the more you do the medicine, you expect the purge. You want the purge. You really want to release energetic that's in your body or energy mm-hmm. that you picked up along the way yeah. that mm-hmm. come out. So it's, it's one of those things you expect to do. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, you, you might go to the bathroom or some way the medicine's coming out of your body, regardless if you want it to or not. It's either going to come out through sweat, through tears, through happiness, or however the medicine's going to come out. So, uh, mm-hmm. But there are times where myself and my team, we drink the medicine and we don't purge. And, well, dang, I didn't, I didn't purge. <laughs> so, But that's not the case all the time. It's just sometimes it happens. It doesn't happen. Okay. What kind of what kind of taste does this stuff have? Not a good taste. Uh, it's very bitter, very nasty. Uh-huh. But the first time it actually goes down, it's pretty good for people. People can handle taking the medicine. The medicine is a very intelligent medicine. It has a um, how can I say it? an anti uh, addiction. It won't let someone take advantage of the medicine. So every time you consume the medicine after the first few times, it gets harder to drink the medicine. This is to prevent the medicine from being abused. And uh, if the medicine feels like you're trying to abuse it, it will instantaneously make you puke it right back up. Wow. Uh, educated medicine. medicine. Well, um, 285 times sounds like a lot. So how would you describe the the benefit of that? Because that's a pretty big commitment. 
Um, the benefit, the great benefit is your body definitely gets healing and cleansing. The downside to it, the diet that sometimes you have to adhere to before drinking the medicine. So it can, your diet can swing like crazy. Uh, one day you can, you can definitely eat fish and chicken and the next few days you can only eat vegetables. So your diet swings from one to extreme to another. Um, the, the upside to it is you really, really get to become more connected, not only with yourself, not only with nature, but each and every person that comes to the church. You get super connected. And this is the benefit. So the, that connection, it makes it easier to have with other people? Correct. You're, you get to, if you're already an intuitive person, someone who is, is very intuitive, after consuming the medicine, you become more intuitive and you can see certain things that people need help with. Whether it's dark outside, it's really, really dark within a ceremonial area, and sometimes you can get an energy feeling from that person that they're actually struggling, and you can go there and help that person, whether they're struggling from some type of past trauma or they're actually struggling medically, you, you can actually feel this, and you can get that energy, and you can be there to help them. Hmm. So... Um, you said that there are some complications with this, and that's things you've already described. Or is there something else that we don't there know are, about? There are certain people that cannot consume this medicine. Um, not to say it actually won't help them. It's just there are complications that can arise. A person who has taken any type of antidepressants, this cannot be taken within six weeks of someone consuming the medicine. They need to completely okay. come off of antidepressants. Um, MEOI inhibitors are SSRIs. And the reason because is the ayahuasca itself is an MEOI inhibitor. Okay. If they get too much of this in their system when consuming the ayahuasca, it can lead to very serious complications, including death. Oh, wow. So we have to be very, very cautious. We do a medical evaluation on each person that comes. The other people that cannot consume this medicine would be a person suffering from bipolar, or schizophrenia. And the reason they cannot do this because it can send them into psychosis. Um, okay. it, they can go into psychosis anywhere from four to six hours, and for some cases, never come out of it. Okay. So this is why that goes 45% of America. <laughs> <laughs> You're cynical. That's a cynical <laughs> statement. <laughs> so... But I, I do think that uh, it, that makes sense. So those are the major um, uh, boundaries uh, with um, yeah. those two have, mental illnesses. Yeah, you have to be – those two mental illnesses, there are other things that can cause problems, but these are things that we can work out. Um, there have been cases where I have received someone who did not tell me that they were bipolar, and we found out that they were bipolar. There were a situation where I had uh, a person come to me that did not tell me they were on an antidepressant and eventually told me they were on an antidepressant. So mm -hmm. we, we have to have protocols set up to make sure that nothing bad happens. And once we find right. out, the bipolar situation, we found out because we gave them the medicine and she went into psychosis. Um, mm -hmm. 
but we did our protocol system by being with her and staying with her and, and going through her with it. And after she came out of it, she was very thankful. <laughs> but, uh, and, <laughs> but believe it or not, you know, even though the medicine might cause psychosis in a bipolar per- person, we honestly think it actually can be extremely beneficial to them and maybe even reverse it. I can't say I'm not a doctor, but if this was done in a clinical setting, I think there could be major benefits for things like that. Um, and other mm-hmm. things we've witnessed um, that we've never seen before. I had an autistic, a 35-year-old autistic man who came to me. His mother and father brought him to us as their last hope. And the kid had a, a very droopy face. His head stayed down. His whole body shrugged down. And he didn't say two words. And they, they brought him. To us, and um, he consumed the medicine, and he reverted back into a two-year-old child. Screamed and kicked and cried and for four or five hours. I felt that this medicine probably would not be for him at all. I was I was going to call his parents and say I'm sorry I can't give him the medicine. He's just not ready, and it might not be right for him. But the next day, things started changing. No longer was his face droopy, and his, his he was consistent with a frown on his face, and his body was hunched over. He was actually looking up, and his shoulders were back, and he was communicating with people. And not much, but he was literally talking to people, and autistic people normally don't do this. Yeah. So throughout the day... Um, I was debating whether I was going to give him medicine at all, and I'd have even told him that I was probably not going to give him medicine. But there was one thing that he said that night, kicking and screaming like a two-year-old child. He looked at me and he says, Chris, please tell me this is going to make me better. And I told him, I was like, look, if you relax and allow the medicine to do its work, I am sure that it will help you. And that's why the next day... I, that kept going through my head. Maybe it might work. Maybe we should give him another chance just to give him a little bit lower dose. And I did. I gave him a lower dose, and he sat there like a man, and he meditated, and he allowed that medicine to work. Sometimes through the night, I guess he texted his mother and father, and whatever he texted his mother and father, they called me immediately in tears. They said they had never heard his, their son express emotion and feelings. Wow. When they came to pick him up the next day, this kid was smiling. His shoulders were back. His face wasn't drooped. The mother almost fell out because she'd never seen this out of her son in 35 years. Hmm. And this ayahuasca with an autistic 35-year-old man wow. in two days. And then we have thousands of stories, very similar, from military veterans who suffer from PTSD, uh, which we filmed live, by the way, and different stories from all people from all over the United States. No, really all over the world. We've had people from Saudi Arabia fly in one weekend just to do the medicine. What's the the movie you're talking about just from – What's it called? From Shock to Awe or something like that? That is correct. Yeah, From Shock to Awe, it was filmed by a good friend of ours named Luke Cote. 
And um, this film is actually going to be showcased this year in Oakland, California, actually in 18 days at the 2017 Psychedelic Conference there in Oakland, California. We followed two military veterans around for two years prior to doing the film um, and then watched them, what they looked like on medication, what they looked like going through the process of coming off of all the medication that they were on, the process of going to the VA and what it looks like in a VA as they're waiting for help and and all that stuff. And then, then we filmed them coming here and taking the medicine and watching them go through their process. As they walk, these two military veterans walking through the door, I think someone dropped something, uh, a suitcase or something, and made a noise, and they flinched, like literally flinched, both of them, um, scared. And after one day of the medicine, just one day of drinking and consuming the medicine, going through a pretty hard time, the next night before ceremony, we live out on a 4.5-acre land, and a couple properties down, they shoot rifles. And around 7 o'clock at night, right before we got ready for ceremony, we're in a circle talking, and someone fires off two rounds. Both of the military veterans looked at each other and laughed. It didn't scare them. They didn't flinch. They just started laughing. And that was that one day of being on the medicine. After the second day of medicine and a daytime ceremony, you couldn't tell that they were the same men that showed up. Hmm. Now, one of the military veterans kept on traveling around the world using the medicine. The other military veteran waited a full year before he drank again, which he came to me two weeks ago to drink again. He had said, Chris, I waited too long. I should have came back three or four months and I waited too long. Um, Now I need the medicine again. So we don't charge these military veterans to come here to consume the medicine as we want to see their process and their evolution of this medicine and how it works. And they both have completely turned 360 and changed their lives. One more than the other, but they both have changed their lives for the good. So the the one that kept using it, he, how often did he do it? What was that again? The 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 veteran that kept using the medicine over the course of the year, how mm-hmm. often did he use it? Well, really, he, I'm asking did, you a different he, question. Yeah, he actually used the medicine probably about six or seven times more. Plus, he also used different kinds of medicine. He did a MDMA treatment. He also did a psilocybin treatment. He did a, um, an Iboga treatment, and he also did an ayahuasca treatment. So he, can see, he saw all the different ways of healing through the plant medicine world. So we're almost at the end of our conversation. Um, I had more questions, but uh, how much time we have left, Lamont? Um, You got time. You can go. Okay. What other kinds of uh, plants do you use in your ceremonies? We use a couple different types of plants, and we use a frog medicine. The other types of plants that we use in a ceremony, one is called rape, 
or Hape or Hapalita. It's spelled R-A-P-E, like rape, but an accent on it. So don't get it confused with the, the way it's spelled. Okay. This is a shamanic dough. It's made with mapacho, and it's grind down to extremely fine powder, and it's blown up your nose. Not like cocaine. It doesn't work. But what it does is it cleans up the body energetically and grounds a person. The other medicine that we use is called sananga or sanango. It is an eye medicine that helps to decalcify the pineal gland. It's very, very powerful and very strong. Um, on a scale from 1 to 10, it's a 30 on the pain scale. It burns, and it burns bad. But it needs to, to do what it needs to do to decalcify the pineal gland from all the calcification that people have gotten over the years from fluoridization of the water, from all types of stuff they put in their body. The other medicine that we use is called combo. This is a frog medicine or a frog poison. This medicine is burned in someone's arm in something we call points. And normally we give anybody anywhere from three to five to seven points, and we apply this medicine. This medicine is a very, very, very powerful medicine. It, is five, it has 5,000 times more peptide than morphine with none of the side effect of morphine. So it gets rid of pain. It also helps with people with immune issues, suffer, people who suffer from Crohn's disease, Lyme disease, or anything that messes up your immune system. This medicine will help. It definitely you've is. Had, you've, had, you've had experience with it helping people with Lyme disease? Yes. Because I, I have some clients who've struggled with that, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very hard thing. It's a very difficult thing for people. This medicine helps get rid of the pain, anti-inflammatory responses to it. Um, mm-hmm. It helps a lot. And what does it mean? Order... If... Go ahead. No, I was just um, going to ask, in order for people to get uh, these medicines, they have to join your church, correct? Correct. It not be open to the public. If we were open to the public, we would be scrutinized for different types of recovery. Oh, we can't hear you, Chris. If we were open to the public, we would be scrutinized by different federal agencies. So that's why we're still to still can't hear you very well. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's better. Okay. Yes. Uh, to be able to use any of these medicines, you have to be a member of the church. We cannot be open to the public. Um, if we were open to the public, I think we would probably be harassed by different types of federal agencies because of the yeah, type I understand. of that we use. Well, you, you have to so, be part of the church. I mean, you've got to be a believer in that sense, I mean, legally, to protect yourself legally. I understand that part um, because it's really part of the sacred ritual. This is not recreational. Yeah. That's right. You don't, no one comes here to have fun. There's nothing that we do here at this church that is fun and enjoyable other than meeting people and maybe singing and dancing. But the rituals that we go through, these are not fun. They're not fun at all. And it's not meant to be fun. It's meant to really be serious and come in with the right mindset to understand that this medicine is for your religious belief, your spiritual uh, awakening. Well, do you recommend that people say somebody comes and does the first weekend? How, how often do you recommend that they 
continue with it? Is one time enough? What What's your suggestion? No, since they're a member of the church, uh, the typical member of the church usually comes back and sees us. If they have problems, probably about every four to six weeks. If they do not have okay. problems, I'd say probably every three to six months. What do you mean problems? Okay, if someone suffers from trauma, if someone oh, okay. was raped child, or was abused or someone physically has problems with pain or something like that, they would come more often. But for a mm-hmm. person who is just spiritually enlightened and want to be more connected to their belief, I'd say three to six months. Okay. And every ceremony is pretty much the same, meaning a weekend. It's a weekend experience. It's not like a one day or just no, a no. half a day or. A- Correct. Yeah. The thing is, is um, we don't do the one day experiences unless they absolutely have been with us for uh, quite some time and understand how the medicine actually works. Because mm-hmm. to just for one day, it's um, you need to prepare, you need to go on a diet and to do all that yeah. just for one. It, it, no, you need to really prepare for it. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. So right now, there are only three different places in the United States one can go to have the ayahuasca experience? That That is correct. There are a lot of underground churches, and there are, um, I think the Santo Daime has two or three different other churches. One's in California, one's in uh, north, uh, maybe or north of California somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's one in Mexico, and I do believe there's one in Oregon or something like that. Oh, I know one more question. You're growing the plant? Yes, we are. We are going to be growing the plant this year on our 4.5-acre land. We're going to be growing 256 vines, um, followed by 100 tracuna bushes. Part of our mission is to uh, replant. If you're going to consume the medicine, it is your obligation to replant this medicine. If you can't plant it, find somewhere that you can. Um, because the more people that consume this medicine, because it's globally now, it's not just in the Amazon, it's not just here, it's everywhere in the world. So the more people that consume it, and don't, it won't be around. And it takes 10 years to harvest this. It's not you, something you... So you get yours from South America? What was that again? You, where do you get yours from? We get our medicine from Brazil. Brazil. Oh, that's cool. Chris, we're down to the last minute of the show, so tell our listeners how to get in contact with you, please. Yes, if anybody would like to get in contact with us, you can go to ayahuascachurches.org. That's A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A, churches, C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S, dot org. Or you can contact us at 407-360-6297. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. We got a yes, world Chris. of information, a world of knowledge from Thank you because I learned something. Me too. You're welcome. Thank you. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Very interesting, and we wish you the best. Absolutely the best. Thank you. All Thanks right. for being with us. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day. All right. We're going to try. <laughs> no, we're well, going to see if we can get people to work on the right tooth. <laughs> Stop it. 
Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week. Canada Player Play, Matthew Lamont Patterson. Thank you so much for joining us. Just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.